Section 187 of Chesterfield's Letters to His Son. Read for LibriVox.org into the public domain. Letter 226. Blackheath, July 18, 1758. My dear friend, Yesterday I received your letter of the 4th, and my last will have informed you that I had received your former, concerning the Rhenish, about which I gave you instructions. If venom mosolanum est omne tempore sanum, as the chapter of Treve asserts, what must this venom renanum be, from its superior strength and age? It must be the universal panacea. Captain Howe is to sail forthwith somewhere or other, with about eight thousand land forces on board him, and what is much more, Edward the White Prince. It is yet a secret where they are going, but I think it is no secret, that what sixteen thousand men and a great fleet could not do, will not be done by eight thousand men and a much smaller fleet. About eighty-five hundred horse, foot, and dragoons are embarking, as fast as they can, for Emden, to reinforce Prince Ferdinand's army, late and few to be sure, but still better than never and none. The operations in Moravia go on slowly, and almost seems to be a tough piece of work. I own I begin to be in pain for the King of Prussia, for the Russians now march in earnest, and Marshal Dan's army is certainly superior in number to his. God send him a good delivery." You have a Danish army now in your neighborhood, and they say a very fine one. I presume you will go and see it, and if you do, I would advise you to go when the Danish monarch comes to review it himself, pour prendre langue de ce seigneur. The rulers of the earth are all worth knowing. They suggest moral reflections, and the respect that one naturally has for God's vice-regents here on earth is greatly increased by acquaintance with them. Your card-tables are gone, and they enclose some suits of clothes, and some of these clothes enclose a letter. Your friend, lady, is gone into the country with her lord, to negotiate, coolly and at leisure, their intended separation. My lady insists upon my lord's dismissing the, as ruinous to his fortune. My lord insists, in his turn, upon my lady's dismissing lord. My lady replies that this is unreasonable, since Lord creates no expense to the family, but rather the contrary. My Lord confesses that there is some weight in this argument, but then pleads sentiment. My Lady says, a fiddlestick for sentiment, after having been married so long. How this matter will end, is the womb of time, nam fuit ante Helenum. You did very well to write a congratulatory letter to Prince Ferdinand. Such attentions are always right, and always repaid in some way or other. I am glad you have connected your negotiations and anecdotes, and I hope not with your usual laconism. Adieu, yours. Letter 227. Blackheath, August 1st, 1758. My dear friend, I think the court of Castle is more likely to make you a second visit at Hamburg than you are to return theirs at Castle, and therefore, till that matter is clearer, I shall not mention it to Lord Holderness. By the King of Prussia's disappointment in Moravia, by the approach of the Russians, and the intended march of Monsieur de Zubis to Hanover, the waters seem to me to be as much troubled as ever. Je vois très noir actuellement. I see swarms of Austrians, French, Imperialists, Swedes, and Russians, in all near four hundred thousand men, surrounding the King of Prussia and Prince Ferdinand, who have about a third of that number. Hitherto they have only buzzed, but now I fear they will sting." The immediate danger of this country is being drowned, for it has not ceased raining these three months, and withal is extremely cold. 
This neither agrees with me in itself, nor in its consequences, for it hinders me from taking my necessary exercise, and makes me very unwell. As my head is always the part offending, and is so at present, I will not do, like many writers, write without a head. So, adieu. Letter 228. Blackheath. August twenty ninth, 1758. My dear friend, your secretary's last letter brought me the good news that the fever had left you, and I will believe that it has, but a postscript to it of only two lines, under your own hand, would have convinced me more effectually of your recovery. An intermitting fever, in the interval of the paroxysms, would surely have allowed you to have written a few lines with your own hand, to tell me how you were, until I receive a letter, as short as you please, from you yourself, I shall doubt of the exact truth of any other accounts. I send you no news, because I have none. Cape Breton, Cherbourg, etc., are now old stories. We expect a new one soon from Commodore Howe, but from whence we know not. From Germany we hope for good news. I confess I do not, I only wish it. The King of Prussia is marched to fight the Russians, and I believe will beat them. If they stand, but what then? What shall he do next, with the three hundred and fourscore thousand men now actually at work upon him? He will do all that men can do, but at last, il faut succomber. Remember to think yourself less well than you are, in order to be quite so. Be very regular, rather longer than you need, and then there will be no danger of a relapse. God bless you. End of section 187. Read by Professor Heather and by. For more free audiobooks, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org.